When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, people? Happy St. Patrick's Day. This is the 2023 St. Patrick's Day special episode of You're Not Listening, the podcast that teaches you how to actively listen to music one song at a time. I am Sean O'Laughlin. I am Sean's dad, Jim. And Hello, everybody. as our listeners know, St. Patrick's Day, with our name being O'Laughlin, is obviously a very important day for us in this uh, family, and uh, yes, we love... Lady. We love Irish music. We've been listening to Irish music our whole lives, and we always like to share what we love about it with each other and with our listeners. So every year we do a St. Patrick's Day special, just like we do a Christmas special and a Halloween special. It's one of the big three, I guess, that we hit. <laughs> um, and this is, you know, this is the episode that we always look at not just Irish music, but Celtic music, music in general. Sometimes we've had guests on coming and talking about different types of Celtic music. And sometimes we just pick songs that we love and we talk about it. And that's what we're doing this year. We're recording this a little bit early. So hopefully this episode is going to come out just a few days before St. Patrick's Day. So you can learn about some new music and listen to it on the holiday. We are going to see the Glengarry Boys on St. Patrick's Day. If you don't know who they are, um, listen to our last year's St. Patrick's Day episode. We had a guest on named Graham Wright, and he is the lead singer and founder of the Glengarry Boys. We've been listening to them since I was probably 14. I was going to say 14. 13 or 14. So it's we've been following them for a long time, been to, you know, probably tens of shows. (laughs) Yeah, at least. Seen them a a bunch of times, and um, they're good friends of ours. We love them over there. So we're excited to see them on St. Patrick's Day. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of the only plans that I have. What about you? Um, I'm going to see the Glengarry Boys on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. It, yeah, it's cool because they come right to the town right next door to me. Yeah, uh, every year they come around St. Patrick's Day or or on St. Patrick's Day. They yeah, come I mean, to Derry, which is nice. The only option would be uh, would be better maybe is to go see Josh over in Ireland sometime when he's performing on St. Patrick's Day, but that's okay. Yeah, next time. Yeah, shout out Josh. We miss you, buddy. <laughs> um, sorry, I'm having a a cat issue. Yeah, Barley the punk rock pussy cat making her appearance. Oh. <laughs> But going to see Graham is a is always a treat. We always love seeing them, so it's so perfect that it's uh it's on St. Patrick's Day for us. Yeah, I wasn't able to go last year just because of family and schedule yeah. and craziness. But this year, I told my wife, I said, "This is important. I want to make sure I go." And she is really cool about it. So she's, she's awesome. She's yeah, awesome. so she's gonna watch the kids that night, and, and we're gonna go. It's gonna be awesome. Yep. So, um, yep. love being Irish. So this year, we don't have a guest. 
and we decided to each pick a song. And I, I realized that the last few years we've focused a lot on on more traditional stuff. I mean, when Graham was on, we didn't really talk about traditional stuff because we talked about his original song. But I always mention how I listen to a lot of the Celtic punk stuff, and I'm sure people understand that. And so I was like, oh, why don't I just do a song that yeah. isn't? I, I I talk about it all the time. I might as well. This is the time to do it. So I did one of one of my. I'm doing one of my favorite songs by Flogging Molly. Um, if you don't know who Flogging Molly is, A, get your head out of the gutter. B, um, listen to them because they're awesome. They're just a really well-known Celtic, Irish-American punk band that's been around for a long time. I've been listening to them since I was in, at probably around the same time, since yeah. 13, 14. And so I just, I love their music and I love uh, everything about them. And this is one of my favorite songs by them for a couple of reasons. There's a lot of cool stuff to talk about. It's called Devil's Dance Floor. It's off their Swagger album, which is my favorite, one of my favorite albums by them. So and I'm really excited to do this song. It's been on my and, list for a long time. And you know what's so cool is like when you were in high school driving home in one of the cars, whether it was your 1970 Caddy or, you know, the convertible, whatever, hearing you pull in the driveway and hearing this loud Celtic <laughs> punk music kind of coming up to the uh, driver is like, oh, that's my son. Okay. I yeah. like that. That's good. That works. Yeah. I didn't want to do like a Dropkick Murphy song because I think a lot of people know them. And I think when people think of Celtic punk music, they immediately, they immediately. go, they, they, they think of shipping up to boston right they yeah. immediately yeah. go to dropkick murphy's and it's like there's a lot of other stuff out there that's which, just as good if which not is better too, which is too bad actually even for them because they're not i mean i'm sure they, they're enjoying their success but they're not ones that would have been known for that prior to that whole departed thing and all that stuff mm -hmm. i mean they were good um and they had a you know but they had a pretty diverse amount of music out there that a lot of people put it, probably would have missed you they know, had a really big following i mean they came yeah. up in the boston punk scene and yeah and they were much faster, heavier, uh, and more kind of thrash punk style stuff. Yeah. And, then and they, loved, loved. And then, and lo oh yeah, like dead, super dedicated following. Yes, yes. Um, if you ever right, get a chance. Rightly so, rightly so. Right. If you ever get a chance, look up the, um, they, they did a, a DVD and, al and recorded live album of um, one of their shows live on St. Patrick's Day. And it was in Boston. I think it was at House of Blues in Boston. Yes. And um, it was before The Departed. And it, it's just awesome. We used to drive around listening to that that live album all the time, me and you. Yep. Um, yep. Super good. And that's just, that's like the, the taste, like what they were. They, they changed a lot after The Departed. Not for the worse, just different. And um, so I think a lot of people think of them but I wanted to highlight another band that is really popular and representative of the genre as well. Right. So I almost did a song by the Tossers, but oh. there wasn't too much to talk about with it. That's another great, there's, there's a lot of Celtic punk bands out there. A lot of them kind of sound the same, but it's a sound that I love, so I'm okay with it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so what are you doing? I'm doing a song by a Glenn uh, Hansard. Hansard, I think I don't know how to say it exactly. Um, Hansen. It's Hansen, right? Mbop. No, it's not Hansard. Oh. It's not Hansard. H-A-N-S-A-R-D. Um, <laughs> Who's a very traditional, you know, well-known um, artist in Ireland and all, but he's doing a traditional folk song, but a little in a little different way, which which kind of <clears throat> it's really interesting the way that that he presents it and stuff. And I found the same thing. There was a lot of music that I wanted to bring to the table and, and, and talk about, but it's like, oh, I love the song, but there's not a lot to say about it, you know. And right. then it was like, okay, do you go with traditional? Do you go with? I mean. I was looking at the the rebellious kind of stuff. There was some really good stuff that was like you know up the IRA and you know and and fight the British and all that stuff. It's like mm -hmm. okay, after you you say a little bit about what the initial idea is and and what they're they're celebrating or you're fighting against, like the the it just it's just verse after verse after verse is the same right. thing. So it's like ah, because okay, so. because a lot of Irish music is about storytelling. Okay, 
Yeah. Right. That's, it tells a story. That's, that'll and so, too. so like like Josh was talking about, you know, a lot of the uh, explaining it the, in another verse, Fido Diddley dies, all that stuff. That yeah. um, that comes from not having instruments after, yeah, coming over to to America and stuff, right? And so like right. what they're doing is they're sharing stories, and it's a way to to preserve their culture and their history, and their, and so yeah. it's less about the music and it's more about the story. The story. Yeah. In a lot of the traditional songs, and when you're looking at the tunes, obviously there's usually no words, and it's and it's all about the song. And but it's more about you know that also is the same thing over and over again. Um, we spoke with Shannon Heaton about that, of our exactly. first one, I think. Yeah. One of our first, like four uh, years Patrick's ago, Day, yeah. and she talked yeah. about session tunes and how you know that is it's basically the same lines over and over again, but it's everybody playing the same thing all together, like all at once, and so it's a community. Uh, feeling so it's pretty cool so there's a lot of different sides to irish music but yep. i think when you're looking at a lot of the traditional songs it's less about the music and it is more about this the story right so you don't get as much to talk about unless you talk about the story which mine has a good story attached to it as a song but also attached to it as a performance which is, right. a, is why i wanted to kind of highlight it um and josh always talked about too you know we didn't want to do something that they call the plastic patty stuff which is the the cheap version of yeah. uh, right, right. The typical stuff that the Irish American stuff that that we somewhat know, probably a lot more over mm-hmm. in this country. We want to do something a little more traditional. But how deep do you go? Is what it comes down to. Um, right. And the funny thing is, if if you didn't, if we haven't talked about it, if you didn't know this, when Sean when he so graciously took me to to Ireland, I mean, it was maybe the highlight of my life. Literally, it was one of the the, the top five things I've ever done in my life. Thank you so much. I really st- still thank you, Uncle that. Wally. Yeah. CEO um, of our company. Yeah, it was, it <laughs> brought the it whole was, brought the whole company there for our conference. Actually. Literally a dream come true and stuff. And I'll probably never get there again, even though I want to someday. But man, that was that was a wonderful thing. But first thing we did was we searched out music and we drove to the other part of the country to find the, the hotbed or one of the hotbeds of traditional music and stuff and kind of live that as well. Because if you're just looking in Dublin and you go to an area called Temple Bar and stuff, you know you're going to hear, you know, Johnny Cash and. You know, and 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 what they think is is yeah. What the music what the that song? It was uh, Country Roads? We heard Country, country Roads. roads. The, we 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 got into like the quote touristy part of Dublin. Right. And we were like, all right, let's go find a place where yeah, we can let's, music. Let's, the first bar we go into, Irish. guy starts playing Country Roads. I'm like, are you? I did not come no. to the other side of the world no. to hear "Take Me Home, Country Road." Get no. out of here. <laughs> no, because one of the things that we wanted so much was the the whole being being immersed in Irish music, and we didn't get it there. Stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was like, ah, okay. Let's do something different. So that's when we drove to the other part of the country. And we did. We had a good experience over there, too. So, yeah. Had yep. some weird experiences. Didn't feel very welcome at one of the, one of the towns we yes. went to. Yeah. Come to find out that we were past the, the, um, the touristy season. And that's when I think the, the, the uh, locals claimed their bars back. And boy, we walked in and we got the, the hairy eyeball. Yeah, it was like know. a movie. Like when you like walk in somewhere and like the whole place gets quiet and everyone <laughs> looks at you. Yeah. And like one guy's like... like spinning a butterfly knife or something yeah. and that wasn't that bad but like that's the, that was the feeling yeah yeah, yeah. everywhere else we, we felt that did happen to me once did i ever tell you about that when i was living in waltham no i went to a dry cleaner and i because i didn't have a washing machine in my apartment so I, I walked to the dry cleaner downtown dropped my clothes off and i was like what am i gonna do now the, oh there's a coffee shop next door let me go to the coffee shop next door and it was like a a colombian coffee shop that was run by a colombian family and yep. only a colombian family and so i walked in and there was maybe 15 people um, and they were all, you could tell that they were, it was like a family. Like it was like a Colombian culture in this. And, and I walked in and the place went silent and the music turned off and they all looked at me. 
like just this this gringo walking into this yep. Colombian coffee shop. And yep. I was like, I just kind of walked up slowly and I was like, I want a cup of coffee, please. And like took it and left. But it was like, it was like a movie. Like seriously, wow. they all stopped and the place went silent and they just looked at me. Like, obviously this is not like just a coffee shop. Like this is like, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's like, you, you gotta like, you gotta be part of the community to go there, clearly. Right, right. <laughs> and I was welcome, not. Yeah. Yeah. So it was interesting. But I have to say that besides that one bar that was in Kong there, that uh, we felt it, we felt re- very welcome. All the other parts of the oh yeah, hundred percent other other country it was such a such a nice trip. So, mm-hmm. so what do you want to do? You want to do yours first? You want to do mine first? Either one. All right. You want to do the disclaimers? Talk about uh, Patreon and yeah. talk about uh, housekeeping. Yeah, go ahead. We are proud members of the Pantheon Podcast Network, which is a network of music related podcasts. A lot of it surrounds rock and roll, but not all of it. There's some really good shows out there. If you like this show and you want to just learn more about music and just hear more fantastic conversations about different types of music and artists and songs and history and all kinds of good stuff, make sure you go to pantheonpodcast.com. Listen to those shows, support those shows, share them on social media, share us on social media, and just keep the community alive. And we we hope that people did their homework that they were assigned to from from the last episode, which is everybody tell one person. Tell one person about this show. Yeah. Yeah. And share and and tag them in the group and all that stuff. Speaking of the group, we we do have a group on Facebook. Um, so if you're an old person like us and you're on Facebook and you want to talk with other people who listen and you want to talk to us about music, just join the group. Uh, the link is in the show notes and you can have some pretty cool conversations about music and meet some new friends. Uh, we are also on Twitter and Instagram, although we don't really post on there too much anymore. We found that Facebook is the most active for our listeners, and so we kind of put a lot of energy towards that. I remember when I first joined Twitter, there was all these things like, if you want to like have an impact on Twitter, you need to be following less people than are following you, or else no one will take you seriously. And then I like, I don't even use Twitter for like promo anymore. Like, I've pretty much reduced Twitter to being my like the way that I communicate with my screenwriting community at this point. Really? Those yeah. are the only people yeah. that I find to, to be valuable yeah. on Twitter. So yeah, I found it so political now; it's not even worth. Yeah, it's gotten really much. political. Yeah. But the community of writers on there that I've found myself in is super supportive, and they're and they really just ignore all of the crap that's going on on Twitter, and they kind of live in this little Twitterverse bubble. And they um, use Twitter for what it was initially. Yeah, and it's just like supporting each other, making friends, sharing ideas and like stuff like that. So you won't find too much of us on Twitter or LinkedIn, but we are on there. So that's just another way that you can reach out to us if you want. Yep, good. Um, But Facebook is the best place. Join the group and uh, keep the community alive. And and before we talk about our two songs, uh, support our friend Josh O'Loughlin, who's over in Ireland and he's a member of the Kill Kennys. Mm-hmm. If you ever want to kind of listen to real good uh, traditional Irish music, to check yeah, him and the Glengarry Boys and, and uh, Matt and, and Shannon Heaton, Graham all of and, our previous yep, guests. Yep, yep. we'll Shannon we'll share Glenn stuff from all these boys. people on in the group and yep. on our main Facebook page uh, leading up to St. Patrick's Day. We're going to share and, a lot of Irish music that we love. And when you do, say hello to uh, to them and just make sure you mention that uh, you were told to go to the pages from uh, from us because uh, they're good they're good folks. Yeah, Graham, Graham is is you know Shannon and, and Shannon are like great people. Yeah, for sure. Great people. Okay. All right. Which one are we doing first? Want to do mine? I can be quick. Sure. Be you quick. have a time limit probably, so, right? You want... So we set rules for this every time. I say, Dad, let's do a song that people can find on Spotify. Yep. So they can listen to it, like, or they can go buy the album or whatever. They don't yep. need to like be on a computer online. 
Right. Um, I'm a rule follower. And, yeah. uh, and, short, and we, try to, we try to keep the songs a little bit short so we don't, you know, yeah. go on forever. So, yeah. of course, within that spirit, Dad chose a 10-minute song that's only available on YouTube. Yep. So, <laughs> yep. Yep. But it's but it's the best day of the year, so I can do it once a year for St. Patrick's Day. Okay. No, that's fine. It's, not a, it's really not a big deal. So you are doing The Old Triangle by who? By Glenn Hansard. Hansard. All right. The link is in the show uh, and notes. it's old A-U-L-D if you're looking for it on uh, YouTube. Yeah, well, I would recommend clicking the link, but here's here's a, a little taste of it. I'm actually going to go kind of in the middle of it mm-hmm. so people can kind of get more of an idea because there's a lot of talking in the beginning. All right, so that's it. So if you if you, it sounds like that, you found the right one. So pause this podcast, click the link in the show notes, go listen to it, come on back, and we'll talk about it. <laughs> All right. I've heard so many people do that song. It's a classic. I mean, it's it's a, a traditional, very traditional uh, song that was written and, and released in the 50s that almost every artist has done. And it's a lot of times a closer. Yeah. You know, for a lot of different bands. Kind of depressing. Uh, very, very Irish. Yeah, but not when it's delivered in in an Irish way. So, kind of, if that makes any sense. You know, well, and, not and, a lot and, of Irish and Celtic songs sound depressing. Right. Well, the, the subject matter is depressing. Right. That's what you I know. mean. It's kind of depressing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Which a lot of songs are. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, there's, like I said, they're sharing stories, right? They're yeah. And I'm, I'm being sent to Australia, you know, because this I, is. This is a, a com- these traditional songs were written by a community of people who were oppressed and mistreated mm-hmm. <laughs> every step of the way for a, mm-hmm. for many many years, and that's the stories that they're sharing. So a lot of these yep. do have the lyrics have pretty uh, depressing undertones. And this is a true story, supposedly. So that's what it comes down well, to. As they're well. all so true not, stories, right? So it's not like it's just something made up sitting around a fire. This is you know, like like you said, like a lot of the stuff that that they uh, they share. It's um, it's true storytelling, but it's not storytelling for the sake of it. It's storytelling because it's the truth about the past, right? You know, it's 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 once something that's went on that they want to make sure that they can push forward. Mm-hmm. So you ready? Yeah. All right. So what do you think? I mean, I I've always liked this song, and yeah. I think this is a great version of it. I think the uh, the second singer who does the second part of the verse there needed his mic to be. Yes. He chose the wrong microphone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or the sound guy was snoozing. Yeah. Yeah, but, well, uh, the, the interesting thing is, it, and it's such a fun, it's a fun delivery of the song, is that he goes and like goes around the band and offers them a verse and mm-hmm. stuff, and with mixed amount of talent, you know, some had talent, some didn't, um, and some had a mic on, and some, and some you know, could have turned up stuff, but it, t- it doesn't take away from the, the fun aspect of, of this song, of this particular song and the delivery of it stuff. So, so originally it was, it was from the 50s, I think it was 52 that uh, Brendan Bean uh, wrote it's about when he was incarcerated, supposedly wrongly, um, at the Mount Joy Jail, which is uh, literally, you know, where we stayed in, in Dublin. It was about two blocks from where the hotel was, Sean. Mm. Right around the corner. Oh, okay. The Love Joy. Yeah, yeah the Mount cool. Joy. Right, right near that uh, tattoo shop that took my deposit and then closed yeah, down. Right, right. I think that was the front of it. So. Answer my yeah, calls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think they're still waiting on you. That's awesome. Uh, I'm um, waiting on them. They, 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 they owe me 60 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> so the, talking about the triangle, the triangle was the metal triangle that was, you know, was used, uh, uh, you know, on a regular basis 
to kind of um, to, to waken the inmates and and make sure that they knew that was stuff was going on during the day. So that that's what you know the old triangle. It was like the old dinner old, bells. Yeah, yeah, old, but they they turn into eld, which is a a u l d and stuff. Made famous by by Luke Kelly and Ronnie Drew the Dubliners, which I know you love the Dubliners. Love the Dubliners. Um, and then they re, re reduced it, re introduced it to people in the eighties with the Pogues when they did a uh, a version of it with the Pogues stuff. So, and they also um, they had a big event in. Let me see my notes here. 2014 in April, where all these Irish artists were in London in front of the Queen, um, doing this big celebration of 200 years of five million years, whatever stuff. And this was the, the closer. So Elvis Costello, Mel the May, seventh, I mean, 700th birthday of the Queen. Right, right. So, I guess what I was saying is, Glenn Hansen said, "Have you have you seen the commit the movie The Commitments?" Yes. He was the guitar player on okay. that. And he's been on The Simpsons, you know, he, he kind of did that. And they also, um, the, there was a movie, a film called Once, and then the, 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 and it had a hit song, uh, Falling Slowly, and it won the Academy Award for the best original song in that That's, year. It just makes yeah. me think, when he said that, it made me think of Talladega Nights, when he's talking about the Highlander, and he's like, it won the Academy Award. Oh, for oh. what? For best movie ever made. Yeah, for that, that's that's what it was too. Whenever I hear someone say he won the Academy Award, that's immediately where my mind goes. Sorry, <laughs> I, that's why I laughed. Well, thanks for that image. <laughs> um, and then went, um, and then they adapted for a for a Broadway play and stuff, and it won like eight Tonys, including Best Actor and Best, best Movie and stuff. So he's he's pretty he's pretty prolific in in Ireland stuff. So this song itself is is obviously is to me is is very very Irish, and as you said, a lot of people have done it and stuff. So the, let me let me kind of set the table for you. The, so this was uh, delivered at uh, Lollapalooza in 2014, which was in Chicago. You know, which is has a strong Irish heritage as well as Boston and stuff. But um, New York City. But um, it, Lollapalooza in 2014. That's the most eight, 2014 lineup I could ever think of. Right, right, <laughs> right. Eight active stages. So you think about it, this huge expanse of, of, of land in, in the center of Chicago. And Eminem was headlining. So Kings of Leon, Foster the, Foster, Foster the People, Outcast, Lord, Arctic Monkeys, Fits in the Trantrums, Nas, KG Elephant, Charles Camp, Gambino, John Butler. Like, you know all of those people from <laughs> Like, that is from a, that, yeah, that's right. such a time right. capsule right there. But isn't that, isn't that typical of what you would think for of a typical Lollapalooza show? In 2014, yes. Yeah, yeah. So... And so all the people, the, the people who would be drawn to those bands, the young people coming out to see the show, like are, are, are watching his, st- one of the eight stages where he's at, um, and he's turning a very traditional Irish folk song into an audience participation song that starts off admittedly, like, you know, when he starts, when he starts saying, okay, at the beginning of it, um, all right, we're going to do a song and we want you to, and here's, and here's the chorus. And it's a little crazy of the like, well, what are you doing? I, I came to hear Eminem. Like, what what are you doing here and stuff? But by the by the end of it, as it as it builds and it grows, it, he turns it into an Irish sing along with all these people who had no business or no thought that they would ever be right. there, kind of going and doing that, which is so awesome. Um, so you know, and again, right, and I love right at the beginning when he says, I mean, right out of my playbook, you know, we've got time for one quick song, and then nine minutes later, you know, <laughs> it's like okay. Oh, by the way, we're going to continue doing this stuff. So, um, when he, at, at twelve seconds, when he says, "We want to sing you a song from Dublin," you know, so so very Irish. And then forty, if you can do forty-eight seconds, Sean, can you can you get the audio yep. of that? Just goes, and the L triangle 
went jingle jangle all along the banks of the Royal Canal. You'll get it by the end of the song. But by the end Okay, so so again, picture these people who came to see Eminem. Childish Gambino. Yeah. And right, and Eminem and, and Right. Of course right. KGL uh, fans would the, probably be into this. <laughs> yeah. Um and and again, I think this is this is his close it. This is a risky song to close with with that crowd. I mean, it's not like you're in a pub in Ireland and stuff. This is something that, that, you know, this is his final song in a performance in front of thousands of, of kids, mm-hmm. people. And then at one eleven to one thirty three, this is what makes it feel so Irish to me. And this is my favorite part of the, the whole thing. So imagine yourself on a fine spring evening. You've had a few drinks, you're walking home. You've got a bit of a melody in your head. The world is good. And if we do our jobs right right now, you might be singing this song when you're walking home tonight. So there you go. That sets a table. And, you know, then he starts off, it's pretty low key, and then it builds in intensity. The band members chiming in again with, with various amounts of talent and stuff that come along for that. And when you start to look at some of the crowd shots in the uh, YouTube video, they seem pretty sedate, but the, the guy, Glenn, is just having a ball up there, sweating, you know, his, his head off. <laughs> But just enjoying the moment and and in, is, is his infectious enthusiasm is going to bring everybody along for the ride. Okay, so at um, three thirty four, the crowd starts to come on board. I think it's after one or two, maybe after the the stage hand sang or something like that. But three thirty four. Well. Okay, so if, if you're watching the video, now you see the crowd starting to get into it a little more and stuff. And then if you go to 6.40 to about 7.05. All right, so that's the song. We got to get off now. But before we do, let's sing it one more time. At the top of your voices. We gotta drown out that shit over there. <laughs> what is that like another another stage with another band playing? Well, remember, there's seven other stages that are going on simultaneously. You know, so now he's and then you know again bringing this crowd along of of all these twenty somethings who or thirty somethings who came along to see Eminem, and it just he sings it with such passionate uh, with such passion and, and, and such conviction that you know in, near the end. It's a huge response at seven minutes and thirty seconds, and the crowd is going crazy. And just listen to the crowd singing along, going crazy. He's screaming it. The band's going crazy. And then at eight twenty to end the whole song, he just brings it all to to a huge. Um, climax and does 15 what do you call that i call it hits stingers is that a stinger at the well, end when you have a song where they like hold out the last note and then they go bump at the end bam, that's a stinger that's a stinger okay 15 and in the video he holds up like you know 10 fingers and then another five and he's looking at the drummer and all it's like okay we're gonna do this 15 times and then he hits it stinger 15 times to end the whole thing
<laughs> and again, that's why you have to see it. The visual. Yeah, it. it's. It, it, I have to say, it's not as impressive when you're not watching it. That's true. No, 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 no. That's why. Well, I, I want to sure go back and, and I just want to play a little bit of the song because I feel like and, the stuff that we heard, we didn't hear any of the song really. And the smiles and the enthusiasm and the the just the 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 general feel. I mean, it feels like he he brought that whole crowd into a pub. And just had them singing at the end of, of the end of the night and everything. Good, good, Sean. I just want to play a little bit of the song because I feel like we didn't get to hear any of the actual song. No, no, no. But that's why I want to talk about the performance right. as much and stuff. And then and I know you're going to start have some stuff about the music. No, stuff. no, that's all right. I didn't. I, I didn't really get too many notes about about the song itself because I was kind of the same thing. I was just watching it. But How hungry feeling. Come on, me stealing, and the mice were squealing. Gross. <laughs> this is the part. This is the the part that they end every like line with. My prison cell. Yeah. So that's what he told all these people in his crowd that you're going to be singing this. Here's the here's the chorus. You're going to be singing this with us, and we, we'd like you to enjoy yourself. And maybe you'll have this tune, you know, in your head as as you're leaving tonight and stuff. And by the end of the of the song, yeah, he's got. And this is one of those songs it. that you hear it's a lot. So when very are Irish the way he did it in bars, like the, you get the Irish singers in bars and stuff, and like it is like that. Like that's the sing along part. Um, yes, and it's a it's yeah. It's a good, it's the, the way that that melody is written, it's good for singing along. And that's what a lot of these songs are like. There's like one or two lines. Because it's not super high, not super low. It's just kind, kind of, of thing, like an easy song to sing and, you know, you can yeah. kind of just belt it out and it doesn't need to sound good because it's kind of made for that that type of thing, right? Well, it's, it's for screaming with a beer right. in your hand at yeah. a pub, yeah. Get drunk yep. and then let yep. all your emotions out. <laughs> yep. And, and, you know, the story is the verses that build in, in between the chorus right. too it's telling the story being in a prison cell and he's missing yeah i think people should it, if you're yeah. if this is kind of stuff is interesting to you go look up the lyrics for this song probably gonna find a lot of different ones because these traditional songs everybody kind of sings them a little bit differently it, and there's a million versions yeah right? but um, um different versions like i guess bob dylan has like 16 different like you know versions of yeah, it well you know, with not, not versions um versus choruses uh, verses of it excuse me yeah that's a yeah. bob dylan thing though i mean but yeah like yeah but yeah it, it's Go look up the lyrics to some of these traditional songs, and they're really interesting. Um, they're interesting stories, and they're they're kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, and the fact that you know that it's it's built on supposedly a um a true story. Yeah, or like a, re- a representation of of history, right? Like, right? Like people are right. writing fictional stories to help get across what was happening in the world, right? So exactly. But can you see how this is just so Irish? You know, in the in the in the way he presented it, and the song itself is a great song anyway. I mean, one of the, a couple of the songs that that I was leaning towards, you know, are, are the same thing. But it's hard to talk about like the Parting Glass, which is a great oh, song. Talk about depressing. Great, com- right, right. Well, it, you know what? It's I've learned that it's more about leaving a having one last drink before you leave a party. Yeah, it's a it's celebration. A, it's my, but people. But people use it, I think, a lot of times in associated with funerals and stuff. Right. Well, the greatest um, use of I mean, it was in the. Um, Tell them what to do commercial. 
where there's yes. standing a bunch of guys are standing in a graveyard singing it, uh, and then yeah. you find out at the end of one of the verses, like a, a woman in a bridal gown comes out, and you realize that it's like one of their friends is getting married, and so they they were yeah. like basically yeah, saying that his life that. was over. That was that yeah, was genius. Yeah. It was good. Yeah, that's a great commercial. Um, yeah, and that's I think that that brought that that song to the forefront for a lot of people. Like, wow, this is a great song. Where did this come well, from? Well, it's a beautiful that, song. Again, that's a beautiful song. Very very traditional song that's sung by a lot. That's of the song that people always thing. finish with. Every every t- if you go out to a bar on St. Patrick's Day and there's people there's like Irish singers, I would guarantee that probably eighty percent of the time they're going to end with that song. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, probably. Well, and and Glenn Hansen does a great version of that. It. In uh, I mean, several different versions. High Kings. That's a great my version. favorite version of it. Yep. High Kings. Yeah, that's within. I think that's one of the songs that, that may that, that may have been the High Kings in that Pelamordu commercial. Now that I think of it, could have been. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And the other the other songs were. Um, I don't know if you remember Boston Rose and or Claire Island when we saw that those young guys in um, uh, the King's Head in mm-hmm. Galway, the Kings of mm-hmm. Connet. They had a couple really good songs. So if I was going to do their stuff, I think they had a kind of a tragic thing where one of the uh, the, um, the guys in the band car wreck or something killed. Didn't one of that? them die in a car wreck or something? Maybe, yeah, had some, some kind of really tragic yeah. death and stuff. So, you know, so I was thinking of those, and I was thinking Boston Rose, and I was thinking Streets in New York and stuff. But they were like good stories and good songs, and I love to listen to them. But like, it's also like good background noise. It, but, like if you're not actively like in that environment where it's like the sing along and you're enjoying like that kind of community, then it's it's more background music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 So. Um, but but this was as much as it's uh, I love the song. It's also about the performance of how he brought them from standing in front of the stage saying, "What's this guy going to do?" to having them feel like they're at an Irish mm-hmm. pub with friends that he just transported everybody over to to Dublin yeah. one night. You know, so um, oh, and you know that from we want to do some something St. Patrick something that felt very Irish, something that kind of represents it for me and stuff. That's my song. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, it's a great song. And and I, yep. I do recommend people if you if you, if you like that one go do go listen to the Dubliners version of it because that's the one that put that song kind of on the map and uh, that's that's like the OG right like the the, the amount Dubliners of did. influence that the Dubliners have had on Irish Celtic yes. music is it, it's immeasurable and it's yep. it's crazy to look at some of the, and it's cool because they it wasn't that long ago right so like there's no a lot of no. video of them playing you can find a lot of different videos of these guys playing all, all these traditional songs and it's really it's really good stuff yeah one of their best videos i think is their 40th anniversary mm-hmm. you know which is like oh they've been playing for yeah. 40 years and how good it's going to be but that that was a really good show and all the members were well, there yeah. and stuff so yeah. it was good because yeah. even when they just started out 40 years <laughs> before that they still sounded like they were 110 years old but like in a good <laughs> I, way right <laughs> yeah yeah, very traditional Irish yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. So, so you like I it? Do. Yep, like that yeah, version. I wish you, I was did there. you know that version before? Yeah, did you know that version? Had you seen that prior yeah. to that? Yeah. No, but do you see the what version I mean? About, I know the most is the Dubliners version. That's the one I had on my huh. Spotify and stuff. Well, if you just jump on YouTube and start to search for it, you'll see a million different versions. It, it'll be a, a okay. rabbit hole that that you'll you'll be happy that you looked at it and all yeah. stuff. Um, but just the you know again. 2014 Lollapalooza Eminem crowd to, to get brought along like they did and just like like literally giddy with happiness. They were so happy near the end of that because if he brought them along. And I think it also shows his musicianship mm. and his his ability to kind of bring a crowd along with, with true enthusiasm. Yeah, there's a and, lot that goes, you, you know, just being good at playing your instrument or singing uh, isn't enough no. for things like that. 
you know, you need yep. to have the personality and you need to have the command of the, and, of the area. Yeah. And it just seemed like the, the, the guys in the band love each other and they, you know, they love playing the music and all he does is, is smile throughout the whole thing and stuff. And, and how do you, how do you not love that? Mm-hmm. You know, when, when doing that and I've the, been the there, I've been in a band that, that is like that and it is the most fun. Yeah. It's the yeah. most fun. Well, and, and how do you, how do you bring a crowd that seems like it's not your people along for the ride? And that's, that's what, that's right. what he did. That's why I think it was, and again, that's, it felt so Irish. So that's what they do. You know, it's sing-alongs and it's an inclusion. It's, and it's, it's people feeling good about stuff. And it's singing it was cool when we were in Ireland bad things. and we went, what was the, the city that we ended up in? I guess it, more of a town, more of a village that we ended up in. Doolin. What was it? Doolin. Yeah. We, um, we wanted to get some good session music, some authentic session music. Mm-hmm. And we went to a place and they were like, well, they don't. Music doesn't start till around what ten or eleven, nine nine thirty every night, and That's we were there at like what yeah. six thirty seven, I think. In the evening, uh, yeah. We had yeah. dinner and yeah. then we literally sat there and watched soccer and drank whiskey until the music started. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we were there for so Irish. like three hours before the music started, yep. um, drinking. Yep. So Kessel, I don't know how Kessel much Connells. that influenced our um, experience, no, but I felt like we were by the time that music started, I felt like we had been like accepted, kind of as part of the community yep. and we were just like, there was, it was really cool. It was very yep. cool. Gus O'Connor's. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. In this small town that had like one, like, you know, little two streets that kind of crossed each other and one hotel, one restaurant and four right. bars. The essentials. Um, and there were pubs. <laughs> yeah. That, and we went, we visited them all and stuff and heard music. At yeah. I remember there was like a tour yeah. bus that stopped at one of them and these like droves yep. of tourists came in and, and we just, yeah. we were like, okay, this is kind of cool. But like, Let's go to the next one. This is what this is yeah. what we were looking for, right? So, yeah, that was at Gus O'Connor's. Yeah. It was great. Yep. Yeah, it was a cool experience. And there's no, you know, 9.30, all of a sudden, you know, these people walk in and there's an area in the center of the bar that that is just reserved for the musicians, you know, and um, you just don't take those seats. And we, we were actually right next, to right next to them, you know, and they sat down. They don't do any announcements. They just start, you know, they have a guinness each and stuff they just stop playing and they play for two hours straight and people dance and sing and like it was like this and we just kept looking at each other like this is what mm-hmm. we came for yeah, it was cool this it, it's cool to go yeah, i know it's home. cool to to go on a trip like that and and have a a goal to like find yeah. something like that and to actually find it and like experience it and do it it was cool yeah, yeah that and you wanted to uh hike cliffs or more and it almost killed us because it was so windy and, and terrifying and stuff like that yeah, but awesome. Awesome. I really wanted to to go for a good hike, and that was that was yeah. a good one. Yes, yeah, it was good. So okay, good. I, you like it? I Favorite do. Part. Um, I just I just like the chorus. I like when they kick in fast. Like we were about to play it right at the end of that first chorus. That's my favorite part. When the drum kind of doubles part the speed, is, right? Goes like yep. that time. My favorite part is when he's setting the table and saying, um, you know, it's a it's a fine spring evening and you, you know, you've got a couple of drinks and you're walking home and you have a melody you have a melody in your in your head and stuff. It's just like <laughs> it just seems so quintessential perfectly walking mm-hmm. around. You know, it's awesome. Cool. Sure. Good. All right. What do you got? Um Flog Flog Molly. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I could do a, a little bit of an intro or we can, I can kind of, people can listen to it and then we can talk about it. What do you, what do you think? Oh, 
Let them listen okay. to it. It's not a. It's not a. It's not a lot. Is it a nine ver- nine minute version? Right? No. This is a shorter <laughs> song. This is the beginning of it. That right there is the flogging Molly sound. This this is the flogging yeah. Molly sound. Yeah. So if that sounds cool to you, like that's what a lot of their songs they have that that feel to them. Um, but well, I'll get into this. We'll we'll listen to a little bit of the chorus and stuff. But go go listen to it. Click the link in the show notes. Pause this. Click the link. Listen to it. Come on back. We'll talk about it. And if you want for bonus points, watch the live video that is probably like the next recommended. There's a professionally produced video of them playing this live and you can really get a feel for what the crowd is like what what it's like at one of these shows because it just looks like the most fun and i haven't made it to a show yet so <laughs> have you not you never been no i got them? a funny story about that too i'll tell after people listen so go let's okay. do it come back we'll talk about it I know. such power the beginning of that sounds like okay this is going to be an interesting it obviously feels Irish. There's a little tin whistle. Oh, this is going to be like, <laughs> and it hits you in the face. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, like I said, that's what a lot of their songs sound like because it is very, very traditional Irish in the in instrumentation and a lot of stuff, but they also have heavy electric guitars and, and fast drums. And it's cool. A lot of this, I feel like they've created like a formula. Someone, someone has created a formula for the, the Celtic punk stuff where it usually the, the bass kind of, sound for it is in session tunes right like they'll have a song where they li- like they have a song called um salty dog which is one of their most popular yeah, songs that's one of, that's one of their most popular ones, songs right, right. their most popular song is drunken lullabies but that salty dog is probably their second most okay. popular and yep. they yep. and that song literally plays the cash jig oh okay all right um, yeah it plays the Kesh jig and then it goes into they play it over like heavy distorted guitars and stuff and then and then he does his verse over it and that, but like between each verse instead of playing like a guitar riff or or a, a filler part it plays the Kesh jig and like that's a traditional Irish session tune and you'll hear a lot of uh, the majority of these Celtic punk songs their kind of baseline riff if you will is a session tune or Sounds like a session tune that they kind of made up and has that that similar feel to it, you know, just like this one. That or or they do a traditional song in a, in their with their own version right. of it. But even with that, they'll they'll do the session thing. Like that could be a session tune, and um, yeah. and that which would be playing over and right, over exactly. And, over again. and it, so you think of real, like Gaelic yeah. Storm, they they do the Hills of Connemara, which is a traditional Irish tune. Um, but they play John Ryan's Polka, uh, which is the song in Titanic. Titanic. And that's that's how they start off the song, and then they do their verse for Hills of Connemara, and then they go back and play that again. So it's like, it's this melding of session tunes and then the songs that they write over heavy distorted guitars. It's like the formula, Interesting. right? Yeah. Which yeah. is really cool, because it's like a melding of the traditional and then the newer punk stuff, which is pretty cool. So, yeah, my funny story about Flogging Molly. I've never seen Flogging Molly. Uh, I was shown a video when I was very young uh, from one of their shows where someone started a mosh pit. And it was like a traditional, like, more metal mosh pit where it was just kind of pushing each other around and stuff. And they stopped playing. And the singer was like, don't you 
effers know how to dance. And so then <laughs> they played the song again and everybody was just like Irish step dancing. <laughs> and like, like, and if you watch that video of the live version of this song, you'll see there's not really like a mosh pit. It's like a circle pit, which is where people kind of just run around in a circle, which looks like super fun, but also kind of dangerous. But then people are like dancing with each other and, and you know, holding, they got their arms around each other's shoulders and they're step dancing and stuff. And it just looks like just so fun. Like the, the energy level is so high at these shows because all of their songs are like this. They're really fast. Well, not all their songs. They have some slow songs, but they're really fast and they're really upbeat. And there's a lot of energy and it just looks like a lot of fun. So I've wanted to see them for a really long time. And when I was in college, I saw something online where it was like, Flog and Molly is coming to Providence. Uh, they're coming to Lupo's. And I was like, hell yeah, let's go. I'm going to get tickets. Yeah. And uh, here's my chance. I, I didn't realize what the date was. And I bought tickets for that show <laughs> during that show. It was like an hour into the set when I bought my tickets because I didn't realize oh, what kidding. date it was. Oh my so god! So I, I spent my money, but I missed it. <laughs> because you were forty-five minutes away. Yeah. While it was going on, but you were buying tickets for them. Yeah. So I guess well, I mean I supported, supported the band. Supported the band, yeah, but yeah, didn't nice get to you. see it. Um, and then <laughs> more recently, they toured with the Interrupters, which is a, a band that I love. And uh, oh yeah, yeah. I wanted to get tickets to that show, but I couldn't. But couldn't make it work. I don't think they were coming too close to me. I think the closest was maybe like, maybe Providence or Connecticut. But um, so I didn't do that, and now I am going to see the Interrupters, Interrupters. in May. Um, but then obviously Floggy Molly won't be there. But like, so that's kind of you know, there's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot going on. But one of those bands I've I've always wanted to go to, but I could never get. Yeah, there, it's elusive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. someday someday yeah. I'll get to one of the shows. But it's just it's one that that is on my list, and and it just looks like so much fun. And uh, this this there's a lot to talk about in this song because. The, their songs are very involved. They have a big band with a lot of different instruments. Okay. Um, traditional and modern. But um, there's just cool stuff. So I'm going to do what we did, you know, what we usually do and kind of go through it section by section because this song is almost like a great example of what we've talked about many times where you kind of slow things down or quiet things down and then build it back up um, and you you pull back on some sections to make other sections feel bigger. And uh, they just do a really, really good job of, of the, that setup throughout the whole song. So, and it starts right but, in the beginning. You know, we listen to it when it starts off with but, just the. But do they? They don't pull back a lot, do they? I mean, they don't pull back. No, like, but it's, to, to it's what they did. At the what beginning. they do is they're they're pulling back the instrumentation. So it's not that they're slowing down or getting quiet. They're they'll isolate it. So it's like okay, we're only playing a few instruments here. So like oh, in the okay, beginning, okay, you know, you okay, hear okay. it's literally just the rim shots on the snare drum. Yeah. Cool little beat. Almost like a marching beat, right? And then the tin whistle comes in. And there's your driving riff. Bass drum. I love that drum fill. Yeah. And their their whole their whole the rest of the song is that same riff. That's that that's that main riff, yeah. But but there's a part later on where they actually play that and then they go into the melody of the chorus. Uh, which okay. I'll play later, and that's and they add another instrument on to play that with it too. So it's 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 pretty cool. So I have the drum fill at 17 seconds, which kind of like kicks in that heavy, heavy guitar, and and you know you get the 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 punk drum beat, where it's much, you know, you get the snare on the one instead of the two, or instead of the three, three. Yeah. or I guess it's yeah. the two instead of the three. 
Yeah, it's a one and two. One and two. Yeah. That's that's a, a that's a punk drumbeat. That's just, is it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then they play that kind of loud loud part for a little bit, a few bars, and then at thirty two seconds they pull it all back for the verse. It's just the whistle and the and the um, rim shots. And the verse is the same as the tin whistle part. And so that's that's what the verses are. But they build to that. They build that throughout the song. So all just dances on the devil's dance floor. Nice. That's a really cool yeah. line. There's some cool lyrics. Yeah. They they have some yeah. really yeah. really cool lyrics in. That's your songs. next screenplay right there. I, oh, dude, I know. There's like, there's so many. Really? If you look up the lyrics to any of their songs, there is such cool imagery in it. Um, really? They have one song where the first line is, um, next time out to sea, bring enough soil to bury me because I don't want my final jig in the belly of a squid. <laughs> it's like, that's the kind of stuff that you get. Like, it's just so <laughs> neat and different. You know, it's cool. And again, there's another screenplay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so that's that leads into the chorus. This is the chorus. So it's a little different melody instead of the do 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 it's dun 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 so those are the two parts right so the, that's what the chorus follows but then when they go into the second verse they do it the same as the first where they drop back with the drum the the rim shots but then they add the bass drum into it which starts to build it up Nothing ever came from a life that was a simple one Right, so it's like it's almost yeah, like yeah. it's almost like building energy. Like when you're pulling the Matchbox car back, and you just feel that energy getting like more and more. You yep. know, it just builds that up, creates attention. Yeah, it creates attention. Um, and then it goes right back into the chorus. One forty. What a. Um, oh yeah. So okay, right before they have this kind of big bridge breakdown kind of thing, mm -hmm. they do a temporary key change, uh, which is interesting to me. They play that riff, that do 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 do, but they go, they change the key for like one bar, and then they cr it comes like crashing down back into the tin whistle, and the the snare hits again. Listen to it right here. See that? You hear that? Did you hear it go up? Yeah. Yeah. go right back into this and then this is so they didn't that didn't last for long so no that, like one bar that that's just seems to me like um so dropkick murphy's it seems like they do that a lot they do that kind of stuff too yeah they used to yeah, yeah. they yeah. used to do that, a right. lot of that stuff. Right. and this is cool because this is what leads into my fa absolute favorite part of this song it's just this constant build that leads up to a verse that has so much more power than the the previous verses, and you're gonna see what I mean. So they start off with this kind of like breakdown where it's just this the regular part that we're used to, and then the guitar comes in. They switch from that riff to the chorus melody, and you'll hear an an acoustic guitar play along with it. I love that. That's very Irish, very traditional. And I love how it's a little bit different. The guitar plays a little bit different part because you hear the, the tin whistle play the traditional. Do, 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 do. 
And the guitar player is not doing that. He's going he like plays like up and up up an octave on that end of that you hear that and then the bass drum starts building and what needs to come in next what would you add the next crazy, the crazy the crazy punk no what? Bass guitar. Oh, okay. Oh. Uh, There's something about this type of bass that's, line. See, that's different than what they did earlier in the song because earlier in the song, it, it would have just kicked into yep. that, that. And this is just building, it's building more and more tension. And there's okay. something about right. that type of bass line, that dun, 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 dun. It can go one of two ways. It can be like, hoe down bluegrass, <laughs> like, yeah, or like polka, right? You can get that polka sound. Or, yeah. If you put it in the right context, it sounds really, really badass. And I think this is one of those things where it's like that driving <laughs> that it's just so much energy behind it. It doesn't have the oompa feel to it. It's just like, it just sounds okay. so... You got to play that again. Yeah. I mean, especially when it comes in at first. Yeah. There's, there's no way that's going to feel like it's oompa because it's not boom, boom, no, boom. It's, it's boo, boo, boo. It's, it's, it's drawn It's so out. driving. It feels like it's like, you know, some horse taking you down the, the gulch. It's cool because it's, it's a, it's such a, I don't know, I don't know what the word is, but like, you, you know, that whole part is driven by the high pitched whistle and the, the, the clicks on the side of the drum. So right, that's all right. high pitched frequencies. And then you get this really booming, driving thing that's not stagnant. Dun, 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 dun. It's like churning right. like a train engine. Bump, 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 bump. And it's just so... in. Uh, yeah, I got that feeling of movement when I heard it too. I didn't get any oompa or no. any, even a potential of it's, that stuff it's because really it, it's drawn out. It's, it. it's, not, it's not like a staccato bump, bump. You know, it's, it's more like to kind of pulling you mm -hmm. down the road. Yeah. But can you play it again? When it comes in? When the bass kicks in? Yeah. yeah. Because the bass drum also isn't heavy bass drum. It's not like it's not like booming like shake your stomach bass drum, right? It's just giving it a little kick, and then the bass guitar is what fills that part that really like solidifies it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then one more thing to add on to it is, but the bass drum is different than the bass drum earlier in the song. Because it was heavier earlier in the song. Maybe, I don't yeah. know. They might have just. I'm, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. No, what I was going to say. Then one, the, one thing? more thing to add to it is vocals. And the snare starts. And that's the part when everyone goes crazy, right? Yeah. But that's not the best part because the best part is the last verse. So think about the first couple of verses that they did where they drew everything back and it was just the the um the hits on the side of the drum and the whistle over behind the okay. vocals, right? This okay. is what they did with the last verse. so intense like the intensity ramps up so much for that verse and you you just i, I you just want to like punch stuff you know <laughs> <laughs> it almost sounds like it's a stand-up bass too it's not 
It's not a stand-up. I know, but it sounds like it. Like, I know. It's just so like it like it feels like all of that building up in that song built up to that verse, you know? And in the live video, is that like the the ultimate climax? I don't think, I don't think it has quite as much an impact in the live video no. as I know as I hoped it would. Um, right. But for me, it's just like by the time after that long buildup of everything, and then it it has the open chord part, but then to break it all down into just this this really intense energy that's just driving forward so hard um, with the hi hat on the offbeat, the you know through the whole yeah. thing, it's just like there's just an unbelievable amount of energy behind it, and I just love that. It just feels really really good. And, and you know what? <sighs> Prove me wrong on this, but it seems like his vocals don't fit the band. You know what I, mean? I think? I've listened to them so much that it that sounds like the perfect else. match. Yeah. And if I heard anyone else doing it, it wouldn't feel right. It just seems like he's got such a high. He's got a really high pitched voice. Yeah, that it doesn't seem like it would fit like a typical punk band. Well, again, maybe just, uh, my reference is the is is Al from the you know the the traditional dropkick murphy stuff whatever but right yeah, yeah he's got i mean i don't know just just like at the end there's like uh, okay like don't, don't scratch those nails on the back it does line. it does have that feel to yeah. it yeah it does have that yeah. feel to it but i think that kind of is su- I mean, it's it works, such like but... the, it's like their brand almost right like that is yes like yeah. if he were to leave the band like that band is is done you're not going to find a replacement right. singer for it's that like the, the killers without brandon flowers or something like exactly that. Right. it's right. just become right. such a that, that's why like when journey replaced their singer they found someone who sounds exactly like right. him because right. it's the only right. way that that band could survive because it's become such a part of the brand and i think that's the same thing with this band it's right. so unique right. same thing with Queen. and so yeah. distinct yeah yeah that, yeah. Um, yeah that you need it's it. funny because i have to say when you told me about the song today and I listened to it a couple of times stuff, I think I was probably not active. I wasn't, I wasn't listening. I didn't actively listen to it as much as I probably should have because um, it was more maybe background for me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't pick up on all these little subtleties and stuff. Like I can't wait to kind of go back and play it again. And I'll, I'll watch the live one as well, but just to kind of hear those, those breaks and the builds and everything else. But again, that just shows you like you listen to music so differently. than I remember me. when Katie really was in college. I went and visited her when she was dating Brian. 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 Corey. Brian. Brian. <laughs> and yeah. uh, he, he liked Flogging Molly. So I remember riding in the car with him. He and, just and liked her. him because he was trying to get on your good side. Maybe. But like He's- we were listening to it and this, this song came on and this part came on. And I was like, oh, this is the best part. And he stopped and he goes, dude, I know. <laughs> he was like, this part <laughs> is so good. And I'm like, I guess, I, I guess you get it or you don't. But like yeah, this is yeah. just the, the feeling that I get when this part, it's just like this really strong influx of energy mm-hmm. that feels like 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 potential energy not like kinetic like you feel like you're just like building up into this big yep. you're looking for a big and that, explosion and that's all of their songs that's not like one or a two of the songs them. that's what they do right right yeah so who's and, like them uh, who who are, who are very similar to them would you say uh i think the tossers are similar to them okay uh dreadnoughts do some stuff but they're a little bit more sea shanty ish okay those i mean the tossers is not probably a, a good what's it what's a to- one of the big songs by the toss did you know i know i'm putting you on the spot stuff i had <sighs> the one that i really like is called siobhan i don't know if that's a popular one or not i i'd been asked um i did a wedding and it was uh an irish and he was big in irish punk in fact the, um all the groomsmen in the groom had um kilts on so flew so it had very strong irish influence kind of feeling he said you gotta play a song by the tosses like i had never heard of them and this particular song i got on there and i, I ended up putting in a few of my 
on a few of my uh, lists too, set lists, because like I liked it, but I can't remember the name of it now. I have to kind of go back and find it. But it was like one of them that I don't think is one of the more popular ones, but I found it's like, this is great. And it was different enough, you know, kind of thing. Um, I'm trying, I'm, just, I'm looking at my own Spotify now to see what I, what I have saved on here. <sighs> I might even have it somewhere mine. I mean, the one that I listen to the most is, is Siobhan. Is the name of it? Because I, I venture to say that a lot of people may not know the tosses. Would you guess? Yeah, not in the U.S. They're definitely. Uh, I know there's one other song that I know, but I can't think. Of course, can't think of it while we're while we're here. Right. Um, Let me see. Yeah, I can't. But I just remember, like the you know, there's Siobhan. Okay, Rocky Road to Dublin, the Crutch. The Crutch. Singles. That's the one. Yeah, that's a great song. Yeah, that's what that's what it was. Yeah, I, I would. I think that. It goes along with this kind of stuff pretty well. Yes, the crush. yeah. That, um, that's what I was thinking. Really of good I banjo said. work in that song. Yeah, yeah. Um, you um, know, I love good. You no, know, it's funny because then when when you look at that on Pandora or Spotify or something, and and then you start you know getting well, here's some suggestions. There's a million bands like these guys out there, and especially in 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 our area in New England. And there's bands like this that are not just doing um like the the Celtic stuff. I found a band called Flatfoot sixty five, and they do songs like this, but instead of like traditional Irish stuff, it's traditional, uh, like American stuff. Yeah. Like, um, what is it? Uh, you know the song I'll fly away. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll fly away. Oh glory. Yeah. Um, yeah. they do a punk version of that and it's like killer. Really? It's really good. Really? Yeah. And so like, there's, there's, it's, it's just a really some punk unique... bands that are doing some Disney stuff is in, in the same way it's too. It's just right. such a unique genre a, of like taking these a old, traditional songs from different cultures. Right. Yep. And playing them in a genre that you love playing, you know? Yeah. So it's cool. You know, one of the things that I'd be interested to see, like if we were to get Josh back on, because he was such a traditionalist, um, like what do people who aspire with his music, although I think we might have asked them about, we, yeah, what are they, did. about the Dropkick Murphys, like what does he think of these these kind of bands and th- this kind of interpretation of some of the songs, stuff like this? And mm. I, I can't remember what his answer was, yeah, but yeah. Just because it, it's so, I mean, it's, to us, it's, feels very and it seems irish does it to an irishman does it yeah. to uh you know you know i mean graham's from cape breton and and that part in scotland and stuff like this what does it feel like to him like it because it's just it's it's and just such the Glenn a different boys feel. have dabbled in some you know they've, they've got some songs that had some heavier guitar and stuff in yeah one yeah of their that's albums. true yeah so, yeah they're um, so good i, I just i wanted to, to point out live. one more thing in this song and it is during that verse that has so much energy and and it's so kind of intense and there's Four chugs, heavy guitar chugs, dun, 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 that they throw right in the middle of it. And I'm going to listen for it. That's it's, an official it's, term, a chug? It's awesome. Yes. Well, now it's sweet, all much sweeter than it ought to be. Right here. A little bite, I don't think there is much hope for me. Slap beneath the ground, travels all the way and head and so just It's only once? It just adds that color that it just, it adds to the intensity, right? It's nowhere else in the song? That's the only place they do it. Wow. So cool. Dun, dun, That's dun, just dun, like one of wow. those things that just like it's almost like they had too much energy. And he's like, I gotta play something. Dun, dun, you know, gotta get you know, it's just oh, I love it. And when you sing it, you sing that part, I bet. No, but I love that part. That I mean that <laughs> verse, that is my to answer the question ahead of time. That's my favorite part of that song. For obvious reasons, the rest of it they just play the chorus a few times and then and then it. it kind of that, that's out. an official term. That's like a stinger. That's a, a chug chug. Yeah, chug. there's that's actually this guy on YouTube who who <laughs> has a video series called Will It Chug, and he tests different types of gear and like little amps and stuff, and he's you know trying to do that. Dun, 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 no like way. that's chugging. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you made it up. 
No, no, no. Wow. It's a thing. Uh, and I literally, I have on my notes. Chug. Chug. Chugs. Chugs. Yeah, four. Four. 308. Chugs. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's my song. I love it. I love this genre. Um, I've seen, you love, I know that it gets the, some, it gets Do you love the Chugs flat. as much as the werewolves though? As, as much as the what? The werewolves. Werewolves on wheels. Um, okay. Yes. I, the, the Chugs is, is pretty, pretty good. Um, I know this, this, on your this list genre for a long time. gets like some flack from other punk and, and rock fans, just like Ska does, you know, like I, I the guy that I, a guy that I follow, uh, he has a show called Punk Rock NBA and he talks about all different types of, of rock music and, you know, he, he's really good. He, he, he gets into kind of the history and stuff like that and um, the importance of different genres and bands and things. Um, and at one point he's like, yes, yeah, so a lot of people ask me to do like the, the kind of Celtic rock, Celtic punk stuff, but he's like, I can't do that or else I'd end up having to be one of those guys wearing the scally cap and I don't just, I just don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I but should, no, I, lo- I love, I love scally caps on today. I love this genre because it's mixing two genres that I love and it's, uh, it's just fun. It's always like the lyrics are always really good. They're inventive and good storytelling mixed with just fast, heavy, energetic music. And I love it. And yet you like all types of Celtic music as well. Yeah. All of Irish stuff. Yeah. yeah. So well, that's why I love it. Right. Because they incorporate that stuff. So when you're 14, which came first, the, the chicken or the egg, did you find punk stuff first and then Celtic? And did you find the Celtic? Because if you were to love in the punk stuff, and all of a sudden, this Celtic stuff came into your world. Your head would have exploded. Yeah, probably. I mean, I was big into pop punk back then too. So yeah, yeah. I think this is the stuff that got me into to heavier punk. Before this, I it was all um, Weezer, Blink One Eighty Two, Green Day kind of stuff for me. Because you were fourteen. And then when I started hearing this stuff, Flogging Molly and Dropkick Murphys. I mean, the old Dropkick Murphy stuff is classic. Yeah. Thrash punk. Yep. I mean, yep. if you look at a song like um, Curse of a Fallen Soul. I don't know, oh, remember okay. that song? Yeah, yeah. That's the old stuff, and that is fast, heavy screaming. Yeah, and that yeah. and that's what that's what got me into the more classic, heavy punk stuff. Yeah. And it's funny purpose. that you mentioned, you know, when you you saw a video and and you saw a mosh pit and stuff like that's what when we first started listening to Dropkick Murphys, like I want to bring my son, let's go see a Dropkick Murphy, and then it's like I I don't. I think I want to go and put him in the middle of that and stuff. So we'll set at the back of the crowd. Mosh pit is a sacred place where people make sure that others don't get hurt. And if there's anybody that's actually hurting people, they get thrown out very quickly. Yeah. But the, you know, back in the day when the dropkick Murphys were, you know, before they were, they were the new dropkick Murphys, you know, it was also you know, on the stage, stage diving and, and you know, crowd diving. And all oh yeah. This. It was so classic like, punk stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't think I can bring my, my love that stuff. I've been, that, I, you know? I sent you that video um, of the struts. At the 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 K pit by Kerrang. Yeah. Yep. Um Kerrang is a pretty cool if you're into the the heavy rock stuff, that's cool cool uh company to follow. But they do this cool thing where they just get these big bands playing these shows for like fifty people on yeah. this tiny little stage in the corner of a room. I mean, they they had some forty one do a show and it just it's like it's like the best. <laughs> because it's yeah. like they were like, Man, this reminds me of when we were first starting out and it's like, Yeah, that's what it's about, like getting a small group of people together that love the music right. and just like putting on a crazy show and just having so much your, fun. Your, your, your friends from down the street who yeah. can't wait to see you at the, you know, your next gig and they show up and yeah. 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 And just go crazy. Awesome. It's awesome. Awesome stuff. They have a whole series of that, the K pit. I don't know too many of the bands that do it, but um, the interrupters did one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nice. They, they nice. just keep coming up for some reason. So. And where are you going to see them? 
MGM. Yep. Down yep, in nice. down at Fenway. And then nice. we got tickets to see the Gaslight Anthem nice. uh, in Portland. Again, we bought tickets get... to two shows in Portland that have been postponed multiple times and eventually canceled. So right, I was gonna say, hopefully you'll get there this time. We are we we don't have good luck with this venue in Portland, but we're hoping that we'll get. Is that May? That's May. It's all in May. All of this yeah. is in May. So hopefully we won't get snowed out or anything. Like there's just, if there's a hurricane yeah. that comes. Yeah. So in May we'll see Gaslight Anthem and whoever's opening for them. I don't remember who it is. Frank Turner, The Interrupters, Laura Jane Grace. <laughs> It's going to be tough to top summer. May. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. So Good for you. Good. So who can you see covering that band, covering that, that song? This song? I mean, any, I think. Tossers. Yeah, any of those. Yeah. Tossers, Dreadnoughts, Dropkick. But you'd want to see them, you'd, you'd want to see them sing it. I want to you'd see want them to see really them bad. Them. Yeah. I really want to see one of their shows. Yeah. Yeah. I'm probably from, too old to be down on the floor f- for one of these shows. <laughs> are they from Ireland? From America. Are they? Okay. Yeah, they're um, formed in L.A. in 1995. Okay. All right. Didn't know that. Okay. Right. Irish-American seven-piece Celtic punk band. Oh, it's a big, big band. It's a big band. Yeah. And, like, I think a lot of the guys in that band play two or three instruments. So talented, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you cool. see that. Like, if you learn how to play Irish tenor banjo, you know how to play mandolin. You know, it's the right. same tuning and same fretting and everything. If you know how to play Irish tin whistle, you can play 10 different types of tin whistles, you know? Right, right. So. It's so cool that they bring that into it, though, the tin yeah. whistle. That's such a cool instrument. It is cool. So, well, good. Good yeah. one. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. I love it. I wasn't drinking whiskey because it's, the it's you know, middle of the week, but middle of the day. Yeah. But, and, and I'm not retired <laughs> like you are, but I yes, was drinking... I was- Irish breakfast tea. Keep myself warm in the basement. I was drinking Bailey's. Good for you. Do you remember the podcast you started this whole thing with, with uh, Mike? And one of the first things, the question is, what are you drinking? Oh, when I did, when I had a podcast. Yeah, we had a segment called, what are you drinking? Because yeah. we would record those at like eight o'clock at night. Yeah. And we would bring on different, different drinks. What are you drinking? And sometimes it would be that. like, I'm drinking water. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, slancha. Slancha, I hope everybody has a safe and happy St. Patrick's Day. And uh, enjoy the cheesiness that comes along with St. Patrick's Day in the U.S. And enjoy the music and embrace it and just have a good time. And if, if you're looking for something to do because it's like, oh, here's the day. What are we going to do? We didn't make any plans. If you're in the Merrimack Valley area of New Hampshire and Massachusetts, come on up to Derry and, and join us at the uh, Glen Gary Boy Show. If you can get tickets. Yeah. I think the floor tables are all sold they out are. already. Yeah. So yeah. I think we're on the rail behind the floor, but it's all right. We're close. That's all right. We'll let him know beforehand that we're coming. Yeah. He knows he knows we're coming. He said he's looking forward to seeing us. And stuff. All right. Cool. Cool. Good stuff. So, yeah, I hope you enjoy the music that we're going to be sharing on our Facebook pages to get you in the mood. Um, and maybe we'll even share a playlist of good, like, session tunes for background music while you're having your uh, drinks and dinners. And, uh, yeah, I think that's you're it. Gonna say, were you going to say corned beef and cabbage or something like that? Uh, I guess, I, yeah. Irish too. Uh, whatever, yeah. yeah, whatever you're going to have. Or if you're <laughs> if you're going the uh, the shamrock glasses and green beer route, have fun and be safe. Don't be a jerk. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and right. uh, that's it. I hope everybody has a great St. Patrick's Day. Remember to stay hydrated, especially on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen to good music and don't be a dick. We will talk to you next time. See you later, everybody. Slancha.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 